All right, this is David Villa. Thank you for listening to After Hours. And we are so excited tonight. Uh, this is our first outside guest. We have what an incredible lineup of, of guests that we have for the remainder of the year. We have Gabe Swaggart, Pastor Gabe Swaggart, that's going to be on tonight. He is a grandson of Jimmy Swaggart, one of the uh, one of the most well-known evangelists in the world. And uh, Pastor Gabe is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. You do not, you do not want to miss what he has to say. And then uh, don't, don't miss uh, our, our future episodes. We have Jen Barton. She is a, a leadership coach to uh, the faith-based community and to uh, Fortune 500 companies. She's going to be uh, with us here. We got Pastor Bill Purvis of Cascade Hills Church that's going to be with us. Uh, we have Pastor David Stocker. And David, let me tell you something, man. We have an incredible, incredible. He pastors in Miami, and uh, and just these are some movers and shakers in the marketplace in the church. And so, uh, we have some great, great shows. But tonight is no exception. Pastor Gabe's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. So let's jump into the topic of attitude tonight. We're going to be talking about the attitude of expectancy. And uh, let me start by saying, if you guys are not following uh, me or my uh, devotions on YouVersion, YouVersion is a Bible app. And you can go to Bible.com, pretty easy to remember, right? Or you can go to download the YouVersion app on your Android or iPhone and get into these devotions. I mean, there's there's hundreds of thousands of devotions. We've put 13 up in the last year and a half, and we've had almost a quarter of a million subscribers to our devotions in the last year and couple months. And so first of all, thank you for that. But if you're not reading them, make sure you do. The latest that was released just a few weeks ago was Attitude of Expectancy. So I want to talk about that. You know, and it's interesting that when you think of attitude, you think of a lot of times you think of a negative attitude. I was, you know, mentioning to someone the other day that, you know, my mother or father, when they said, David, you have an attitude problem, it was always I was always in the negative. It wasn't really ever saying, hey, you know what? You have an attitude you know, problem. And, and th- that wasn't a compliment. It was always, David, you got to change it. Right. But the reality is 24 seven, you have an attitude. It's either a good attitude or a bad attitude, or it could be an average attitude. Right. And so attitude, I believe this, it's the catalyst for every setback, every shortcoming and every failure, but also every accomplishment in my life. And it will be the same in your life. Attitude is the one thing, the only thing in life that we can control 100% of the time. You won't always be able to control your circumstances. You will not be able to change your situation, but you can always make the final decision. And this is the thing I teach my children. I teach those that I, that I lead. I teach people that I mentor or train that you can always make the final decision on how the circumstances of life in the situations that you that you go through or run into, the obstacles you face, right? You could always make the final decision on how you will let them affect your attitude. Because the reality is this, I think the late great Zig Ziglar said that the attitude determines your altitude, right? And I'm going to say this, that the attitude, right, determines your outcome, but it also determines your income. And, and since we're talking to a lot of business owners and a lot of people that are in the marketplace tonight, and you know this is this is our audience, and you know I'm going to tell you that income is a big deal, right? You want to know, hey, I got this great idea, I have this great business, I, I'm going after it, I'm hiring people, I'm training people, I'm trying to grow, and I'm going to tell you that your attitude will affect your outcome, but it also will affect your income, and your attitude affects those around you. 
And we're going to talk a little bit tonight with Pastor Gabe. And I want to tell you that if you have a vision that's a big vision, then it's a God vision, right? If it's a small vision, God's not a small God. You have to question whether or not it's a God vision at all. If it's not a big vision, he does big things because he's a big God. However, if your vision is big, then it requires people. If it requires people, then their attitude matters as well. So we're going to get into that tonight and having an attitude of expectancy. And really, in my in my take, that means you're unwilling, you're unwilling to let your losses affect your expectancy to win. I'm going to say that again. Having an attitude of expectancy means that you are unwilling. Listen, you're going to be tempted. When you're unwilling, it means that there's a, that, that, that there's a possibility that you could break. There's a possibility that you can be willing, but you are unwilling. You're unwavering, right? To have an attitude of expectancy means that you are unwilling to let your losses affect your expectancy to win because listen the enemy comes not but to steal to kill or destroy and he can he can try to steal your expectancy to win and if he can steal your expectancy to win then he can delay the promise he can delay the finish line he can delay the delivery date and that's what his job is right he knows he can't destroy you you're a child of God he knows he can't kill you you're a child of God but if he can steal your expectancy to win then he will accomplish what he set out to accomplish. Listen, my issue with attitude was always my willingness to justify my actions. Look, I'm going to tell you, if I felt that someone wronged me, come on, this is the old David. I'm speaking to someone here. You, you feel like someone wronged you, then you know you felt justified in wronging them, right? An eye for an eye. If, if my day didn't start off on the right foot, then I felt justified right? And and moping about for the rest of the day. I was too focused on where I was and not focused enough on where I was going. I got to say that again, because you got to get this right. You can't just be focused on where you are. You have to be focused on where you're going. And if you're focused on where you're going right right now, where you are, doesn't matter a whole lot, except that you have a good attitude about what it is that you are walking through right now. Circumstances will be what circumstances are. You will have obstacles. You will have hurdles. It's how we jump over them. It's how we bust through them. It's how we go around them that counts, right? And I'm going to speak from my experience. I allowed, David Villa allowed, the difficulties of life to become the excuses for why I had a negative attitude. And I'm going to tell you something. We call it stinking thinking, right? When you think, when you're, when what you think and, and the way you think affects what comes out of your mouth and, and, it, and it stinks to those around you. Too often, you and I let our attitudes rise and fall with the circumstances that we face. Come on now, I'm preaching to somebody. Too often we we justify the wrongdoings with the wrongdoings of others. Your attitude is a tool. I'm gonna tell you again, again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you and I have an attitude. Is it good? Is it average? Is it bad, right? So our attitude is a tool. And I'm going to tell you, it's a positive, a positive, unwavering attitude will be the sail that gets your ship out of the storm. I'm going to say, hey, come on now. It's the sail that gets your ship out of the storm. The wind is blowing. You go, where's the wind? It's not the wind. It's not that the wind's not blowing. God said the wind's blowing. It's just that your sail's not up or it's got holes in it. Your attitude is a tool. And so if you have a positive, unwavering attitude, it's the very sail that's not going to have any holes or gaps in it. That's going to be fully up, fully erect. That's going to get your ship out of the storm. A negative attitude, however, will be the crack in the bottom of the boat. Now, how many know if you're sitting on the water and you got a crack in your boat, you're going down? You know what I'm talking about. So I was too busy at one point in my life shoveling water out of the back of my boat that I didn't stop to plug up the hole that the boat had. So attitude, man, attitude. 
you go, well, wait a second, God gave me a good vision. He gave me a big vision. And you know what? I mean, I got faith for it, but I don't, you know, I mean, I don't really see it. What I'm going to ask you, did Noah see, did Noah see it? God said, build a boat. And it wasn't, there wasn't, it, it hadn't even rained yet. God told David to kill a giant, but he didn't have any armor. You know, I mean, I'm going to tell you that God will speak to you. And the Bible says that the word of God will not return void. It will go forth and accomplish what God set out for it to accomplish. God's batting a thousand, right? He He's a God that hasn't failed. He's a God that hasn't given up. He's a God that's never let you down. But yet, are we believing? Do we have the expectancy? Do we have the expectancy of Noah? God, I can't see the water. I don't see the rain. I, it's not even, there's not even a cloud in the sky. There's no thunder. There's no lightning. There's no forecast. The, the meteorologist hasn't even said it's going to rain. Matter of fact, he said there's a drought out there, but God, you said to build a boat. God, I choose to believe in what you say because I have an attitude of expectancy. Noah trusted God. He knew that God said what God said he was going to do and what God said was going to happen would actually happen. His faith, listen, his faith expected the word of God to do exactly what it said it would do. I'm going to say that again. Noah's faith expected the word of God to do exactly what God said it would do. Therefore, Noah got ready and prepared for what was coming. Faith gets ready. Listen, you want to write this down. Faith gets ready before the promise comes. You got to get, listen, you sometimes you got to get up in attitude of expectancy. You have to get up and you got to put on the wedding dress before you've even been proposed to. Sometimes you got to get up and you got to get dressed and you got to brush your teeth and you got to get ready for work when you're unemployed and you're trying to get a job. I'm talking about faith. Faith gets ready before the promise comes. That's an attitude of expectancy. Listen, nobody wants to be around somebody that has stinking thinking, right? And I'm not talking about naming it and claiming it. I'm not talking about blabbing it and grabbing it. I'm talking about applying the word of God that says to call those things that are not as though they were to your life, to trust in a God this batting a thousand to believe in a God that when he says something, he does it to believe in a God whose word is unfallible and is, and is, and is in, incapable of failing. He's a God that can't let you down. And, and I'm going to say it this way. If it's dry outside and God says it's raining before you turn around and say, God, you're a liar. Rain falls from the sky because God said it and he will not. His word will not return void. So faith, faith, faith gets ready before the promise comes faith prepares for what's expecting for what it's expecting and and, and and that's that's a key faith prepares for what it's expecting what are you standing on faith for today what are you expecting to receive from God's promise today whatever it is get ready get ready and prepare for it to be part of your life even before you have it I'm going to say it this way God's not only God's not just preparing you and getting you ready for something he's getting something ready for you I'm going to say it again God's not just getting you ready for something you got to understand if you really believe it sometimes we say oh God's getting ready to bless me see but God's not just getting ready to bless you he's getting the blessing ready for you he's not just getting ready to put something into your life he's getting the something that's going to be put into your life ready as well so listen God is on the throne and he knows what he's doing 
when a woman's pregnant, we're going to talk about this in a minute when we bring Pastor Gabe on, when a woman's pregnant and she's expecting, although she hasn't seen her baby yet, she begins to prepare for the baby. She begins to prepare. She gets the room ready. She gets the crib ready, right? Come on. She starts buying little clothes and hanging them up in the closet. We got our oldest daughter. She's 25 years old. My son-in-law and daughter are having our first grandchild. We have three kids and, and she's the only one that's married at this point. And so our first granddaughter is on the way. I can tell you that my daughter and her husband husband are, have bought the crib and they've, they bought the dresser and they bought an area rug and they've got little clothes that, that we're, that we're, my wife is buying and they're hanging them up in the closet and she's still four months away. Are you hearing me? In other words, when a woman is expecting, she begins to prepare for the baby. She gets ready for the baby to be in the house and she gets ready for the baby to be in her life before the baby is delivered. Her body begins to prepare for the delivery of the baby. She begins to purchase clothes. She begins to get diapers and she begins to get formed and everything is that, that, that the supplies that are needed for the baby before the baby's even born. So you have to prepare, right, the room with the crib and all the furniture before your promise is even delivered. Is somebody listening tonight? It's an attitude of expectancy. We have to choose our attitude. We have to choose our attitude. The choice is ours. Choosing our attitude starts with choosing our words. Listen, I'm again, I'm not talking about just naming it and claiming it. I'm not saying just throw something out there. You know, God's not bound to your word. Amen. He's bound to his word. I'm going to say that again. He's not bound to your word. He's bound to his word and his word will not return void. So our words have to line up with his words. But when we line up with his words, then we have to choose our words. It starts with making the decision to speak life over death. If you're putting out negativity, then that's what you're going to get. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue and you'll eat the fruit thereof. So listen, you speak life or you speak death, which is, which is it? And I'm preaching. Our attitude may seem trivial at times, but our attitude is something that's going to shift us into a specific direction. And that direction is where we're going to go. So let's say it this way. The attitude is the driving force. Whatever way our attitude's going, whatever direction our attitude's headed is the direction that we're going to follow. So speaking life over death will change our perspective. How many know that sometimes all you need is a perspective change? And when we, our perspective change changes, our attitude changes. If we have a pessimistic outlook on the world, a negative attitude, the negativity is what we're going to attract. If we're expecting to succeed, we're expecting to fail, then we're going to get exactly, we won't be let down. Right, Because the mom is expecting the baby is coming. You hear me? Because the mom is expecting the baby's coming. When you look at someone who's pregnant, you go, she's expecting. You know what that means? The baby's coming. You hear me? When you say the woman's expecting, that's that's just a flippant term we use now. Oh, you're expecting. Do you know what that means? It means you're expecting what? The baby is coming. Get ready. Come on. Get prepared. You're expecting to receive God's word and your promise is coming. Are you in? Are you in? Come on, somebody. Can I get a witness in here? Hey, don't go anywhere. You're listening to After Hours. I'm David Villa. I just preached to you for a few minutes, but we are bringing on the guest of the hour. Pastor Gabe Swaggart will be right on in just a moment. You don't want to go anywhere because Pastor Gabe has got a word for you. We'll be right back in just 60 seconds. And this guy that you're about to hear from, David Villa, he's one of the most amazing. Give me a round of applause for Mr. David Villa. Can I say it again? The power, listen, the power of life comes out of your mouth. The power of death comes out of your mouth. And the power of nothing comes out of your mouth. So if we ain't moving, I'm keeping it groovy. Hey, uh, hey. 
authentic. That was the word I got. You yeah, know, yeah. when you put money in front of somebody, yeah. and somebody will hold it up to the light, you know, right, right, and kind of right. look in there and say, exactly. this, "This is real." That's right. and I think when they hold you to the light, you know, I think what what I think people see is something real. Listen, this morning he was saying, "Touch people's lives in your pocketbook." Listen, you want money? Money will chase you down. It'll knock you over. It'll kick you in the face. Sit down on top of you. It won't let you get up. There's more money on this planet. Come on. There's more money on this planet. You want money? Money's everywhere. But money is attached to people. And when you touch people. What are we doing? If we ain't moving. Keeping it moving. Like, what are we doing? A game changer changes the pace the moment they set foot on the field. They do what needs to be done regardless of their feelings towards it. Game changers are innovative, constantly striving towards the next goal. Game changers do not get intimidated by obstacles, but they get excited by opportunities. All right, guys, this is Dave Villa. We're back and you're watching After Hours Podcast. And man, I am so excited to bring in my next guest. Man, I've been looking forward to uh, this interview for a long time. Been uh, following him on Twitter and uh, following his ministry and what he's doing in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, so without further ado, I want to bring on Pastor Gabe Swaggart. And uh, Pastor Gabe, man, thank you so much for, for coming on. I see what you're doing over there. Uh, man, I tell you what, it's really touching touching people's lives. You guys are uh, just doing amazing things, man. And uh, I love the fact that you've got such a, you got such a strong following on, on uh, social media, on Twitter. And uh, you're just putting a lot of things out there. Um, and I'm so excited, man, to get into uh, this topic with you, too, on attitude of expectancy. But... Um, Man, thank you so much, though, for coming on, man. It's just it's such an honor to have you on. Well, I appreciate it, David. You know, I consider it an honor myself to have the opportunity to come before you. And, of course, your following and your people. You know, anything that we could do to help not only the kingdom of God, but anything that we could do to help each other. I mean, this is what we're all about. This is what Christianity is. And uh, so this is—I'm excited about this. It's going to be a great time. Oh, man. Awesome, brother. Well, let's dive right into to talking about this for a second. You know, attitude. I mean, you know, it's 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 funny because, uh, you know, our our listeners, you know, there's there's a there's a it's, it's a lot of marketplace, a lot of faith based, you know, entrepreneurs and Christians that are in the business world. And and, um, you know, attitude is a buzzword, even in the world. You know, it's 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 words like that. I mean, when right. you start start talking about Jesus, that's where it separates a lot of times for the world. But, I mean, they don't have a problem with attitude. They don't have a problem with, you know, with uh, putting expectancy out there and, and, and mo motivation. But, you know, when you're in the kingdom of God, it's a little different because the reality is, um, you know, and I struggle with this in, to be transparent in my career because I'm ambitious and I want to go after it. But then the Lord's always reminded me, do you want do you want my hands on it or do you want me to take my hands off of it? And, you know, and it's and mm -hmm. I think as believers, especially, you know, guys like us that are drivers and, you know, we constantly are, you know, are, are chasing the vision and so forth. It's it's easy to get to get confused. It's easy to get off base a little bit. And I think a lot of people that are listening might struggle with that, man. And so when it comes to an attitude, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the kingdom, you know, it's based on the word. How important do you think it is, man, to, to base 
you know, our expectancy, you know, solely on the word of God and, and really differentiate that, separate that from, you know, the world's view of, Hey, I can do it. I can make it just hustle, just grind, just go after it. I mean, have you, have you, have you done much thinking on that? You know, here's the thing about that. I'm actually preparing a, a, a message that ties along with what you are discussing. And I'm preparing it from Psalm 25. And there are some key words there in this particular Psalm written by David mm-hmm. that, that I believe that is equivalent to us as not only believers, but, uh, but believers outside of the church, believers in the marketplace, believers in the world in which we live. And, and, and there's, there's several words. There's three important words. Well, four, really. First of all, trust. Mm-hmm. You've got to know what God's called you to do. You've got to believe it, and you've got to do it. Second thing is show. Lord, show me your past. Show me what you want me to do. Lead me. That's the other word. Lead me, Lord, in the direction that you want. And, of course, teach me. So all of these things reflect attitude. All of these things reflect a mindset in the individual, and especially, of course, in my field, which is you know, I'm a pastor. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a youth leader. I'm a youth pastor, associate pastor, co-pastor of our church. But when it comes to that, those words, uh, and that overall uh, attitude—that's mm-hmm. a key when it comes to what we do. Yeah, you can have attitude, but it depends on what kind of attitude that you have. Are you? Do you have a teachable spirit? Mm-hmm. Do you have a teachable attitude? Do you have some something inside of your quality that says, "No, I know everything already. I don't need anybody's help. I don't need anything." That's mm-hmm. the difference that we're looking at. I've dealt with both individuals. I've had dealings with individuals who have felt who have felt like you know I know I know everything. I don't need any type of instruction. I've got this. Mm. And usually those type of people, whether in the world or whether in the church, those type of people never make it mm. because they don't have a teachable attitude. They don't have an attitude of saying, "Look, I need every, I need all the knowledge that I can gain regarding this particular subject." And I'll kind of give you an, another illustration. Okay. Um, we began uh, our Bible college, Jimmy Swagger Bible College, back in 1984. But it's it's really hasn't really been uh, – we haven't utilized it the way that we should. And so last year, my grandparents uh, looked at me and said, the only person that could really make this what it needs to be is you. Mm. And I'm thinking, that's the last thing that I know anything about is education. <laughs> I don't know anything about education. I'm a pastor. I'm, a, I'm That's what I am. However – uh, I'm surrounding myself with people that know what they're doing, and I'm learning this. And I could not go into this position by saying, I know I know everything there is to know. I know all there is to know about accreditation. I know what we need to do. I was green. Mm. And I, I mean, this is an, an avenue that I have no experience in whatsoever. Right. But this is where our attitude comes in. Lord, show me what you want me to do. Lord, I've got to have your plan. I've got to have your action. I've got to I've got to have you to teach me and then surround yourself with people that are uh, not just yes people, mm-hmm. but surround people, sur- surround yourself with people that would challenge you to get the best out of you and you get the best out of them. That's so good. attitude is key. Attitude is key when it comes to any type of an endeavor whether in business or in ministry. That's good. You know, and it's funny, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned something a minute ago in, in, uh, in getting to, you know, the point you were making that I think a lot of people, and I know when I was uh, writing this plan and you version and, and, and sitting down and studying on this, you know, a lot of times when I have three kids and, 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 you know, when you look at your kids and you say, Mm -hmm. Hey, you have an attitude, 
You know, you don't usually say that Mm -hmm. unless it's a negative attitude. Every time I've ever been told that by my Mm -hmm. my parents, which was often, it was, it was, Hey, you have an attitude problem and it's always a negative Mm -hmm. attitude, but an attitude is there, whether it's negative or positive. And, and, you know, I I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we have 24 seven, we've got an attitude and, and so looking at, Mm -hmm. at it from the, from a standpoint of expectancy. And I love, by the way, how you said that, um, you you know, the teachable spirit is surrounding yourself because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times as uh, visionaries, as leaders, as, as people that are, you know, gifted and talented. I mean, you know, we, we know, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody that is knows they are, but it takes, if you have, if your vision's big and by the way, if it's not, you know, is is it really a God vision? Mm -hmm. But if it's a God vision, it's a big vision. If it's a big vision, it requires people. And if you, if it requires people, then it requires you to find out what, what their it is, you know, what their passion is and what, what makes them tick. And, and so, um, you know, looking at it, let me ask you this, looking at it, kind of shifting gears from, from the attitude or the area mm-hmm. of expectancy, you know, the Bible talks about that a lot, you know, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. even the word of God, right. says my word will not return, you know, void and it will, it will go mm-hmm. forth and accomplish, you know, what I, what I, what I intended on it to accomplish. So speaking at it from, from a standpoint of expectancy, touch on that a little bit, if you would. Sure. Well, you know, as a minister, we live our lives based on expectancy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the scripture is very, very uh, strong in that in that ministers of the gospel and in Christians, just Christians in general, are to live a life of expectancy. I mean, when you look at Acts chapter two, that's a it's a key passage when when the Spirit of God fell on the day of Pentecost. It was they were expecting something, but they did not know what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. We have to live our lives based on uh, expectancy. God, I'm not sure what, what what's going to happen today, but I'm expecting good things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting miracles. I mean, we live our lives. This ministry, Jimmy Swaggart Ministry, Sunlight Broadcasting Network, every day we have to live our lives based on faith and expectancy mm-hmm. because there are times when we don't know what's going to happen. But we do know that God's going to show up, and He will show up always right on time. And even in the business world, even in the financial world, even in, in, the, in the spiritual world, we have to live our lives based on expectancy. Hmm. And, and, and not so much expecting the bad things, but expecting the unexpected. Mm-hmm. We have to be prepared for the unpreparedness, I guess you could say. That's good. And, and we live our lives as ministers— expecting God to show up, to perform, to, you know, to do what he said he would do. And uh, when it comes, especially, I'll touch on the financial aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Christians are afraid of giving. They're afraid of tithing. They're afraid uh, of certain things. They don't know what they're giving for. They don't know who they're giving to. And all of those fears come into play. But when the, when the Lord tells us, he said it in Scripture, when it comes to giving, prove me. It's the only time that we're told to prove him that when we put him to the test, God's going to come through. And Mm. he's never let one person slack. He's never let one person go. And this is something that I try to instill within my leaders and and, and my my future leaders, I should say, Mm -hmm. that we're training up is live a life of expectancy. Believe God. Mm. Don't settle for the small. But believe in for the impossible. Believe him. And, and you said it just a moment ago, and I like what you said, that if your dream's too small, it may not be a God thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been taught my whole life, 
dream big. Yeah. Believe big. We don't do anything small. Believe God for big things because he's a big God. Mm. And I live my life by that by that mantra, that that's mm-hmm. something that my great-great-grandmother taught my grandfather when he was a child. Mm-hmm. She would always tell him, Jimmy, believe God. He's a big God, so ask big. And I have adopted that mantra and changed it to uh, my own kind of way of thinking, and that's believe God for the impossible. And every day we wake up, it, even though it may not look that way, it may look the complete opposite, but we believe God for the absolute impossible. And that. that keeps us going. That keeps me going. It I, keeps me, uh, it, it wakes me up in the morning of knowing, God, what are you going to do today? Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking of something as you were, as you were talking about uh, future leaders and, and how you mentioned that, you know, God has never never failed and you know and he has a perfect track record right he, mm-hmm. he's batting a thousand and so if, right. you, if you look at this yep. the enemy and i want to kind of kind of look at it in this and maybe we can discuss it from this perspective you know the bible says that the the devil the enemy right comes not but to steal to kill or to destroy and you know right. i was always taught that you know he may not be able to destroy you or he may not be able to kill you as a child of god but if he can steal something from you right if he can steal and here, mm-hmm. here's the crazy thing right as a believer we serve a God who's never failed, but yet it's hard sometimes for some people to, to have an attitude of expectancy, even though God's perfect, even though he's never failed. So the enemy can come in and and if we're not careful and if we leave these gaps, he'll come in and steal that, that faith or that ability for us to believe in a God who's never let us down. And so, I mean, you know, right. and that, I think that that's 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 a really uh, something that I think that you know that, that God is is and when He puts that in the Scripture, you know, I think it's something that we really need to pay attention to because too many times we focus on the mm-hmm. killing or destroying, but not the stealing of our joy or stealing of our peace or stealing of our faith. And if, you, if you would touch on that, of a stealing of our vision. Wow. I mean, every person God has given us a vision, mm-hmm. and Satan can steal that vision. By by all sorts of different things, and if he, like you said, if he can't destroy, uh, if he can't kill you, he'll try to do. He'll try to steal your vision. He'll try to steal everything that God has given you. And I look at it, you know, from from this point of view of the vision that God's given me personally mm-hmm. for my for my ministry for what He's instilled within me. I, I've got I've got a massive vision, mm. and yet there are times that Satan. He's ever so clever of getting and using one person to try to steal that vision, to hinder that vision, or to get you to 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 double think, if you will, what that vision really is. If he can get you to start thinking and saying, well, maybe I'm not sure if I really heard from God. Maybe I don't know. You're going to be spending your time doing that, and you're going to miss out on what God has in store for you. So That's good. I, I mean— Stealing your vision, you can't you can't allow the devil or the enemy to steal your vision, and you can't allow people to steal your vision. Mm. I mean, we get so caught up at times allowing people to steal our vision. Oh, you know, speaking negative things. Now, I'm not trying to get into all this, but mm-hmm. let me just say this: that when when God gives you something, or you have a, a vision on something, mm-hmm. the one the, the people that say that you can't do it are the ones that are that should have done it but didn't. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that should have stepped out and they didn't. And yet, so they'll tell you, you can't do it. You Mm -hmm. can't do it. You can't do it. And if you, if you surround yourself by those people, you're going to start believing that you're going to start believing it. Well, maybe I can't do it. And I try to tell all of my, my future leaders, get rid of the negatives, 
get rid of those negative influences, get rid of those negative individuals that are constantly speaking those, you can't do it, you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've heard from God. If you've heard from God, that's all you need to matter. That's all you need to worry about is you hearing from God, asking the Lord to show you, teach you, lead you, guide you, and put your trust in Him and let everybody else go. Yeah, that's powerful. And, you know, you mentioned something. We have uh, 10 minutes or so, but I want to I want to just shift gears really quick. And you brought up vision. And, you know, since there's so many mm-hmm. there's so many business individuals that are that are watching and listening and, and uh, you know, a lot of them are, are in the middle of pursuing a vision or maybe some are even getting ready to. Mm-hmm begin, you know, uh, pursuing a vision. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about a, you know, uh, looking at in the natural, uh, the pregnancy of a woman, right? There's a time, there's a duration. My, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter is, is pregnant with our, our first grand, uh, grandbaby is going to be our granddaughter. She's due in December and we're excited. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this and, and, you know, there's a nine month duration. There's a period of time where it's not right. a question of whether or not what's in her is going to come out. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm mm-hmm. imagining though, and I'm not a pregnant woman, but I'm going to imagine that, you know, my wife was, <laughs> my wife had three. And I remember, you know, times where she said, man, I can't handle this anymore, man. This, I, I wish this baby mm-hmm. would come. And you know, she's, she's miserable. She's walking around and, you know, mm-hmm. and it seemed like the closer pastor gave that she got to the nine month period that the, the more that she wanted to give up or the more, you know, that she felt like she couldn't mm-hmm. do it anymore. And so, you know, is it the same with the Lord? You know, if he puts a, and I'm asking, is it the same where God puts a word in someone's heart? Maybe God's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. someone listening, God's put a vision for a business or an idea, or maybe there's an invention. Mm-hmm you know, into their heart. And the enemy is, is trying to roadblock it in every way, you know? And, and so somebody mm-hmm. that's listening right now, that's, that's, you know, thinking that, Hey, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. I, I know I heard from God, but you know, man, this, I don't know if this is going to be the season, you know, how important is it to understand that, that, that there is a time frame and that there is a birthing that God has sure. placed. I mean, uh, do you, do you have, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Just uh, a few Wednesdays ago, I was teaching to our young people, and I was teaching them about the will of God. Mm-hmm. And I was instructing them that when it comes to the will of God, we have to know what the will of God is for our life, which takes prayer, which takes a, a daily study uh, of the Word to, to hear from God. But also, there is a timing mm-hmm. that when He speaks to your heart, it doesn't mean, in most cases, it's not going to happen right away. In most cases, there's going to be a time of preparation where the Lord has to prepare you for what's to come. Mm. He has to equip you with, the, uh, with, with whatever it is, the talents, the giftings, and the abilities to sustain you whenever that time comes. And so I was, inst- I was trying to encourage and instruct, because I know this from experience, mm-hmm. that whenever God calls you, there's always going to be a time where He's going to have to train you. You're going to have to go through training. What we refer to in the Christian world is our Christian basic training. Mm-hmm. A soldier is not a soldier overnight. It right. takes time. They mm-hmm. have to tear you down and build you back up in what they want you to be. And it's the same thing with the things of God. The Holy Spirit has to tear you down to bring you back up into what He wants you to be in order to fulfill the call of God on your life. And so there are going to be times where there's going to be dryness. There's going to be times, especially in the business world, where you feel this is the direction, but nothing's happening, mm-hmm. or everything is going wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and the key to this is perseverance. The key to this is having that attitude of saying, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm made for. 
So regardless of what the negatives are surrounding, it's perseverance, having that attitude of saying, I'm not giving up. I try to instill that within my own life. I try to instill that within my future leaders, my children, that I have three girls and I have another child on the way. And so I I try to instill within them, don't quit. Mm. No matter what happens, don't quit. There's going to be difficult times, don't quit. There's going to be hard times. Don't give up. There's going to be uh, a times where you feel like you can't push through, but that's the moment where you need to dig down and push through because something w- is waiting on the other side specifically for you. And I, I just want to encourage everyone, whether you're in the business world, whether you're in the financial world, whether in Christianity, whether you're pastoring, whether you are uh, in, in mentorship, whatever it may be, mm. don't give up. I encourage you stay right where you are. Keep growing. Keep learning. Have that attitude of saying, I'm not giving up. And I, I, I take that from my experience because I've been through some difficult times. I've been through uh, some very hard, hard, hard times in my life, in my 39 years of living. But yet in all of that, I have seen my, my heroes, if you will, mm-hmm. who've gone through and they've never given up. They've mm. gone through the fire, and yet the Scripture says, whenever you go through the fire, I'll be with you. Mm. When you go through the floods, I'll be with you. When you go through the waters, I won't leave you. And so that's what I depend on. I'll hold to that, and that attitude of perseverance, not giving up, having that attitude of saying, God is going to see me through. Man, it's powerful. You know, um, I, I'm going to ask you in just a minute, man, if you don't mind, just to clo- close us just in a, sure. in a, in a prayer of faith just uh, over those that are listening. But, you know, it's interesting because uh, you just reminded me of something that, uh, you know, I teach on in, in the uh, in the business world when we have trainings and in, in, uh, boot camps and different uh, companies coming into our office, you know, or if I go out, a lot of times I'll bring in, you know, there's a there's a similarity of any person because a lot of times we study mm-hmm. you know we study people that are successful or people that have made it in in some capacity you know, call them mentors or you know what have you but the, mm-hmm. the 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 two things that that they have in common that every one of them have in common is number one they wanted to quit and number two they dis they mm-hmm. didn't you know and i think that you know i think that there's so much to say for that right just not quitting just persevering and, and mm-hmm. keeping on and i think that you know a lot of times it's pretty hard to fail when you don't stop and uh so I, you know right. I, I love that man what you what you were saying there that's that's so so uh, awesome but let me ask you this man would you would you mind just declaring a you know a prayer of faith over the those listening that we can kind of seal this just with a prayer and uh would you mind would you mind leading us in a prayer not at all. I'd be, I'd be happy and honored to do so. And uh, so let's do it right now. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, first of all, we give you thanks. We give you praise for everything that you have done for us. And Lord, we're asking right now for everyone that is listening. We pray right now a prayer of blessing upon your people. We ask for your presence, your spirit, your leading, and your guidance. And Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus for a double portion of your anointing, of of your spirit upon your followers and your people. And Lord, right now, we ask that you would lead and guide and instruct those that are listening. Whatever you called us to do, help us to find your purpose. Help us to find what you desire for us. And Lord, let those desires become our desires. And Lord, we ask that you bless your people. Lord, I'm asking that you would help them. If those that are wanting to quit, 
I'm asking that you would speak to their hearts, that they would be encouraged not to give up because great things are in store. We believe for expectancy. We believe that you're going to do some great and mighty things, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Gabe Swagger, thank you so much. And hey, those that are listening now, if they want to follow you, I know you're all over social media. I know you guys have uh, a mm-hmm. network on, on cable television as well. Can you just tell our audience uh, some of the ways that they can connect with you and your ministry? Sure. They can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, and then uh, 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 Snapchat, of course. I don't really do Snapchat, but <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Gabe Swagger. It's at G-A-B-E-S-W-A-G-G-A-R-T. And then, of course, you can follow me. That's my social media handle on just about everything. Then, of course, on uh, television, we're on Direct TV Channel 344. Uh, we're on um, uh, all sorts of cable outlets, all uh, on Dish Network as well. We cover just about three-fourths of the planet. So uh, we're constantly adding with our network. So, But anything on social media, at Gabe Swaggart, you can follow me, you can find me, and uh, we'd appreciate the follow. Hey, thank you so much. All your info is up on the screen now. And so, hey, thank you so much, Pastor Gabe, and I appreciate you coming on, man. What a great, great uh, 20 minutes with you, and I look forward to talking to you soon, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, David, and many blessings to you. You too. Man, oh man, oh man, Pastor Gabe Swaggart knocked it out of the park, man. What an honor and a privilege having Pastor Gabe on. Make sure you connect with him on social media. I promise you this, uh, you will not be disappointed. And he is a man of faith and uh, he is constantly, constantly trumpeting the word of God and uh, you will not be disappointed. So make sure you follow Pastor Gabe Swaggart. So I'm going to leave you guys with just a couple of minutes and the closing remarks. We've been talking in the last 40 minutes or so on attitude of expectancy. You know, we've used the word of God to to make our case for having an attitude of expectancy. The devil, the enemy, would love nothing more than to take that idea that God's given you and to steal it from you, to take that process that you're going through. You know, you've been you've been experiencing, there's some of you that are listening that have been experiencing obstacles. You've been experiencing hesitation. Maybe you've, maybe you've been trying this business or maybe you've been working this job or maybe you've been raising this child or maybe you've been trying in this marriage for a long time and, and all you seem to have is roadblocks and pitfalls and, and, and hesitation. I just really feel like I'm speaking to somebody right now that that, that said, David, man, I'll tell you, I'm at the end of my rope. I've tried. I'm out of money. I'm out of time. And I just don't see this working. You know, I really felt this at one point, but it's just not getting off the ground. And I want to speak to you. And I want to tell you, if God put that dream in you and you were ever on fire for it, then I'm going to, I'm going to prophesy that you can be on fire for it again. Don't give up. You heard Pastor Gabe just a few minutes ago say, don't give up. Whatever you do, don't quit. If God put it in your heart, the Bible says his word, not my word. Aren't you glad it's not my word? Aren't you glad it's not Pastor Gabe's word? Aren't you glad it's not your word? Aren't you glad it's not the words of every negative voice that's speaking into your life? Everyone that's telling you that it's not going to work and that you need to hang it up. Aren't you glad that it's not their word, but it's God's word. And he said, my word will not return void, but it will accomplish what I intended on it to accomplish. And I want to speak that. I want to tell you that that is the word of faith. That is the word of God. That is, that is the very thing that is going to give life back into the situation that you're facing. So whatever it is, whatever it is, I want you to know that God's big enough 
to do it. He's, he's bad enough to do it. He's a God that can't fail, and he's a God that doesn't let anyone down. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen? He, he said in Ephesians 3.20, one of my favorite verses, unto him who's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to his power that's at work in you. And you know what? It's really good about that because, listen, uh, the, the, even if you think it negatively or you think it or you ask it and you can't ask it anymore, you can't think it of anymore it, it, on, a, on a positive basis. But God said, I can go beyond what you think and beyond what you ask and I can do it based on my power that's at work in use. God's working in somebody's life tonight. God's working in somebody's life right now. Amen. Hey, I hope this was a blessing to you. I, I know it was a blessing to me. Make sure you share this with somebody and uh, that, that needs it. Make sure you share it with somebody. You know somebody that needs to hear about an attitude of expectancy, then make sure you share this with them. Listen, we just want this to be a blessing for you. Amen. Once a month right now, we're doing this. And this is something, listen, I, I, I guard my time. My family time is very important to me. And we're doing this after hours. And so right now, once a month, we're coming to you because we want to be a blessing. We want to be able to impact your lives for the Lord in a positive way. I'm, I'm constantly being asked. I'm constantly being uh, 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 messaged and say, hey, can you pray with me for my family? Can you pray with me about my job? Can you pray with me about this vision? Can you mentor me? Can you train me? Hey, what, what do you owe your success to? How are you doing it? Can, can you call me? Can I talk to you? Can I schedule time with you? And, and I'm going to tell you, I love that because it shows that God is touching people. And if I can be a blessing to you, that's all I want to do. Because look, I'm talk, you're talking, you're looking at something that doesn't have everything together. It's just somebody that's had enough of a positive attitude versus a negative attitude that I haven't given up and I've kept going and God's word has been honored and he's honored his word in my life. And that's what you're looking at right now. So what's the secret to my success? The secret to my success is the Lord, amen, and the ability to believe him and take him at his word and have an attitude of expectancy because he said, it would happen. Amen. Hey, I hope you guys have a wonderful night, a wonderful month. We'll see you next month right here on After Hours. I'm Dave Avila. Thank you guys.